Blog Talk Radio. Embrace Today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host Apri Curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. morning and welcome to Embrace Today. I am your host, Epri Curry, and I'm excited this morning we are going to start a new series entitled The Focus Series. And this series will actually be an eight-week series and we'll discuss different topics um, each week. This week we're going to talk from the topic of leading without compromising. Um, If we can think about a leader today and all the different things that's going on in the world, and sometimes we can become distracted by everything else or what other people are doing and what other people are saying or what other people want us to do, that we can begin to compromise and do what the people want us to do versus what we're actually supposed to do. And so we're going to talk on the topic today, leading without compromising. We begin to compromise when we aren't focused on what we're supposed to be focused on. And so regardless of what type of leader one may be, whether it's in the home, if you're a father, uh, or some mothers and fathers are single, whether it's in the home, whether it's in your job, whether it's in your community, whether it's at your church or a school, wherever your role as a leader is, we're going to talk about how you You can stay focused so that you don't compromise what you're supposed to do and who you are supposed to be. Um, We're going to be coming from Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 10 this morning. Again, that's Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. And we're going to talk about some ways that can help us to stay focused as leaders. Um, We were called and equipped to be leaders. We have what it takes. We've been positioned. And so now we have to make sure that we are staying on track so that those that are following us will be able to move forward in the things that they are supposed to move forward in. Us as leaders, we are supposed to be the ones to take control, to make the decisions, to be the example to the people that are following us. And a lot of times when our focus is off, we're not doing that. We're displaying something totally different. And so on Monday, we started our prayer calls. Um, On Monday, the flyer with all of that information is on our Facebook page. If you don't like our Facebook page, like our Facebook page. It's Whole House Ministries. So find Whole House Ministries on Facebook and like our page. You can get the prayer call information from there. Or you can visit our website, wholehouseministries.org, and the prayer call information is on there as well. But on the prayer call this week on Monday, um, we were praying for some of the leaders that we have um, in the world today. And we based that off of Second Timothy chapter 4 and 3, 
where it says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around themselves a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. And so that's what that ver- those verses were what we focused on on Monday when we began to pray for the different leaders. So let's look at verse 5 of Luke chapter 1 as we go through Luke 1, 5 through 10. And I'm actually going to go verse by verse rather than reading all six verses. It says, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. And so in order for us to lead without compromising, we need to recognize the time. Um, he was Zechariah was a king in a time when, or I'm sorry, he was a priest in a time where Herod was king. And Herod was someone, for example, he put out a hit, what we would call it today, to kill all children ages two and under. And so if you can imagine trying to be a priest, trying to be a leader in a, in a, in a time where that type of stuff was going on, where you were under the king, under the, under the kingship, of someone like that, that could possibly make it hard for you to focus. But that's just like us today. We have so much stuff that's going on. We have nation that's going against nation. We have so many um, famines and school shootings and things like that going on. And so we have to recognize the time when we are taking our positions as leaders. And when we recognize the time, then we won't become distracted because we'll know that the Word of God has already told us that these things were going to happen. And so even though these things were happening, He, knowing that he was a priest, he was a priest, he was in covenant with God, he knew his role, and he was doing what he was supposed to do, although he was under King Herod at that time. And so as we are in our leadership positions, and as we are uh, leading those that are following us, we need to recognize that although all of this stuff is going on around us, we are still in covenant relationship with God. And he has called us, he has equipped us, and as long as we are staying in covenant relationship with him and as long as we know our role and as long as we fulfill it then we can do what he has called for us to do we have to make sure that we don't start focusing on everything else that's going on around us but we have to stay focused on him not saying that we ignore what's going on around us because we are called to action for some of those things we are called to pray for the for the communities that's around us we are called to pray for the nations that are around us we are called to pray for our president we are called to pray for our spouses or our our mothers we are called to take care of the widow and the orphan so we don't ignore it but we don't let that distract us and take us away from who we are and what we are supposed to be doing as the people that God has chosen to do his work. And so we don't compromise when those things start happening. We don't compromise if something comes up with ISIS. We don't stop loving um, because ISIS sends another video or ISIS kills someone. We don't stop loving and start hating because in covenant relationship with God, we're supposed to love. We're not supposed to hate. But when our focus is off and we become distracted, we begin to hate them 
Instead of praying for them, instead of hating them, we need to pray that their hearts are drawn closer to God. We need to pray that their hearts will go fully towards the true God and so that they can be transformed just like we were transformed. And that's just one example um, that I wanted to give about some stuff that's going on around the world today that we can begin to compromise if we're not focused. And so we want to make sure that we recognize the time, recognize what's going on around us, but then realize that we are still still in covenant relationship with God, regardless of what's going on around us. We can't control the world. The Lord knows everything that's going on. He is in control. But when we become distracted and we begin to try to play God in our lives and then other people's lives, then we begin to compromise what we are supposed to be doing. And so Zechariah here he was a priest, and, and his wife was also a descendant of Aaron, which was, who was the priestly family. So she was also in covenant relationship uh, with, with God. And so they knew that they had functions to fulfill. And had they become distracted, they would not be, have been able to fulfill the roles that they had. But let's look at verse 6. It says, both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. So in order for us to lead without compromising, we have to recognize the time, but then we also have to know whose approval counts. Again, it says, both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. And so not only were they in this covenant relationship, but they were fulfilling their role to the best that they can. They was fulfilling it so much so that they were righteous in God's eyes. And so when we are leading others, we have to make sure that we are not doing things to get their approval, but that we are doing things for God's approval. There will be some decisions that you have to make. There will be some things that's not popular with the people that you are leading, but you cannot compromise what you're doing just to get their approval. In Proverbs 16, 7, it says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. And so we have to make sure that we are living and leading to please God. We cannot please each other. They were an example to the people that they were leading. And sometimes the people that we are leading can't do what they're supposed to do the right way because the people that are leading them is leading them the wrong way. And so if we aren't leading them in the way that they're supposed to be led, if we're just telling them what to do, but we're actually not doing it ourselves, we're not being the example that we know that we should be, then that's a that's a hindrance that we are placing in front of them. And so we have to know whose approval count. We have to be approved before the Lord. We have to make sure that we are following each and everything that he wants us to follow because If we are going to be living to uh, make sure we are approved by other people, then why are we even in a relationship with God? Why are we even in a covenant relationship with him? He shouldn't even matter if we're living to please other people. We have to make sure that we recognize that we are living to please the Lord, and his approval is the approval that counts. And so regardless of if everyone that's following you does not agree, if the Lord tells you to do something, if the Lord tells you to say something, if the Lord tells you to go somewhere, you have to be obedient to what the Lord is telling you to be obedient in. You have to make sure that you are presenting yourself as the leader that you are. You have to make sure that you are following a lifestyle of what a true worshiper, a true follower of God is follow, is is supposed to live like. Because if we don't, then we'll begin to mess up. 
those people that we have leading that we're leading and then we'll begin to compromise not only ourselves but the people that's following us may begin to think that what we are teaching them or what we are displaying to them is the truth and so a lot of times and and this is not and I want to make sure that I'm very clear the principles that I'm giving today is not just for people that are um ministry leaders in church this is for this is for parents this is for business owners this is for principals this is for teachers this is for the president this is for any type of leader we have to make sure that we are following these biblical principles so that we can fulfill our role and do what the lord has called for us to do once the lord once we get in alignment with what god has called for us to do as his people then the world would be so much more better and we won't be trying to please people You're not always going to be popular. I'm not always going to be popular. There's going to be some struggles that we have to go through, and a lot of times, what I see with Christians today is we're all we're we're I'm not going to say always, but we try to prove to people things that we can still do, even though we're Christians. I'm going to give you an example. there will be some places that, that, well, the Bible doesn't say that we can't go there. I could still go there because I'm, um, even though I'm a Christian. Or the Bible doesn't say, the Bible says not to get drunk, so I'm a still, I can still take a couple drinks. And you're trying to prove to other people that you can still do certain things, but ultimately we ought to be proving to God who we are, that we that we are ready to do his work, that we are ready to be in relationship with him instead of trying to prove stuff to other people. And it may be fine. You may go somewhere that the Bible doesn't say that you can't go. That may be fine. And the Bible does say not to get drunk. It doesn't tell you to drink. But why are you trying to prove things like that to people? Like, what's the motive behind that? I don't. I really don't understand that. And 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 it comes to a place to where I feel like people are trying to please other people. And it's like, why are you trying to prove something to someone else, or why are you trying to please someone else, or why are you like? What's the point behind all of it? And so we have to make sure that we know our motives when we are doing different things because doing little things, like although the Bible doesn't say that we can't drink, when we begin to drink, drinking can lead to other things. It's, it ha- things happen little by little by little. And if we continue to allow the little things to come in and allow the little, just doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this, then we'll end up with a whole lot of mess. And so we want to make sure that we aren't trying to prove ourselves to other people and what we can do and what we can't do, but prove ourselves to God that we can fulfill the role that he has called for us to fulfill. Sometimes this compromise is what's hindering us from moving into the next level of what God has called for us to move into. Because we're so busy trying to prove things to things to people, and we're so busy trying to get people to come into the kingdom our way, and then when they come in and they're doing things your way, the compromised way, they're going to be mad or discouraged when someone tells them that they're doing it wrong because it was introduced to them the wrong way. But if we go in with the right heart, the Lord it says, "If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to me unto me." And so as long as we are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us in our witness and lead us into speaking to other people and doing the things that we're supposed to do, then everything will be okay. We will be like uh, Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth where it says they they were observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. 
And so we have to make sure that we are not being righteous in our own eyes or we are not allowing other people to say that we're righteous, but we are allowing ourselves to be righteous in God's eyes. And so look at verse 7 where it says, But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. And so in order for us to lead without compromising, we have to recognize the time. We have to know whose approval counts. But then we can't let our past and age determine our future. Although Elizabeth was older, she did, or both of them were older, they did not have children, but yet, and also, Elizabeth could not conceive. And so from her past history, she was unable to conceive, and then now they were really old. And so although some, some time has passed and we have been through some things in our past, we are still able to do what God has called for us to do. We are still able to lead in a way that is pleasing to God. We just have to make sure that we are seeing ourselves the way that he sees us. Although Elizabeth had not been able to conceive, they were still in covenant with God. They were still doing the work that he had called them to do up until that point. And so even though she had not been able to conceive, that did not mean that they were not still being able to lead the people that they were supposed to have been leading. And that also did not mean that they were not going to conceive. It just meant that they had not conceived up until that point. And so that's just like with some of us. We are in leadership positions. We have been placed there, and we are leading, but there are some things that we have not produced that we should have produced or could have produced or that everyone else around us is producing. Producing, but yet we have not produced what we wanted to produce. And so we can't let our future distract us from because we are, I'm sorry, we can't let our past distract us because we have not produced that and we can't let our age distract us because if we're distracted by those things or what we could have done or what we didn't do or what everyone else has, then we'll begin to compromise to get what we think that we ought to have. And so we want to make sure that we are staying focused on the task at hand and that we are not going around our process, that we are not trying to make something happen because it hasn't happened yet or we think that we are getting too old. We are never too old to do what God has called for us to do. We are never too old to step into something God has called for us to do. And we are never too old to produce what God says that we will produce. If God says it, if God has written it in your destiny, then it will come true fruition. And so we have to get to the place to where we are not allowing our past things that we have done in the past, things that we didn't do in the past. We cannot allow those things to take our mind and focus of what we are supposed to be doing for the Lord. And so let's look at verse 8. It says, once when Zechariah's division was on duty, he was serving as priest before God. And so when we are leading without compromising, we have to recognize the time. We have to know whose approval counts. We can't let our past and age determine our future, but we also have to be on duty. He was on duty. He was ready. He was a priest, and he knew that there could have been a time for him to be called in. He was serving as priest before the Lord, and so he was ready. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was employed in the service of God, and so that's what he was doing, and so that's what we as leaders have to do. We have to be on duty and be ready for so that we can be ready when we are called. If we are not in a position of being ready, when you are being called, you may miss 
miss what you're supposed to do because you're not ready. Just because we're we aren't actively working where we are supposed to be working, or just because we aren't actively working where we think we ought to be working or where we want to be working, doesn't mean that we should stop being ready. We should always be ready to fulfill the function and the role that we are supposed to be that we are supposed to fulfill, the role that we are called to, the thing that we are called to do. We should always be ready for when we are called. You may not be active all the time, but and when you're not active, you need to be preparing. You need to have have that attentive ear open so that when you are called, you can just go right into what you are supposed to doing supposed to be doing. And there will be no hindrance when you are called. You won't have to try to get prepared when you are called, but you are ready. And because he was a priest and because he was setting an example to others, he was ready. He was ready. He was there and he was ready. And so this leads us into verse 9 where it says, uh, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And so when we are leading without compromising, we are recognized, we recognize the time, we know whose approval counts. We can't let our past and age determine our future. We have to be on duty, but then we have to know when we are chosen. He was there, he was ready, and then he was chosen. And so when he was chosen, he was able to go in and fulfill the duty that he was called to fulfill. And so we have to know that we were chosen to be leaders. There will be different things and different processes that we have to go through as a leader. There will be different times where we will be busy one season and we won't be busy another season. There will be times where maybe there's some people, other leaders around you that will be really busy and you won't be busy at all, but you must be ready and you must recognize when you are chosen by God to do a particular thing. You have to know and be ready that God has chosen you. He has prepared you. He has equipped you. And you have to be ready to go in and fulfill the work and the role that he has called you to fulfill. There are so many people that's going into new endeavors this new year, and they set these uh, New Year's resolutions, or it may not even have to be a resolution. It can be a goal that you set in 2015, a goal that you set years ago for your life, but you have to know that you have to recognize when you are chosen to fulfill that role. You have to know that God has prepared you. You have to know that everything that you have to do your work is in you. The Lord is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And so when we are staying in alignment with him, regardless of what type of leadership role you are, he will lead you in all wisdom. He will lead you in spirit and truth. He will be with you wherever you are, whether you are a teacher, whether you are a principal, whether you are a business owner, whether you are a manager or supervisor, whether you are a parent, whether you are the president of the United States, the mayor or the governor, whether you are the owner of a nonprofit or whether you own a charity, regardless of what God has chosen you to do, you have to know that you have been chosen and you have to fulfill that duty. Can't no one fulfill your duty except for you. And so you have to know when you are chosen, you have to be able to accept that you are chosen and you will have to be able to walk in that. Because when you don't know that you're chosen, then you will begin to walk as if you're not chosen. And then that's when our fo our focus becomes 
our focus gets off when we don't recognize that we are chosen by God, when we don't recognize that we are the ones that's supposed to fulfill a particular role or do a particular work. We have to get to the place to where we know we are chosen. God has equipped you, and regardless of what your past has told you, regardless of how old you are, regardless of how many years that you have been working on a thing, God has prepared you. He has called you. So whatever it is that you are getting ready to walk into, whatever it is that you are getting ready to lead, whatever it is that you have been in and you have just stepped your game up, the Lord is calling you to lead without compromising. He is calling you to stay focused on him. He is calling you to run your household the way that he has called you to run your household. He is calling you to run his church the way that he has called you to run his church. He is calling you to run his business that he has given you. He is calling you to run the business that he has given you in the way that his glory will be seen. He is calling you to run each and every aspect of your life the way that he has called for you to lead it without compromising. And so we must understand that God has called us, he has prepared us, he has equipped us. There is no compromising in this thing. We can do this without compromising. We can lead the people that the Lord has called for us to lead. Because look at this, a lot of times people think that in order for someone to see God or for us to be a witness for God, it has to be in a church when that is not true. We can be a witness for God wherever we go on our job. Some of us may have just been promoted to manager or supervisor or team lead. Some of us may have been um, just at in a volunteer position, but yet we still are able to lead other people. We can lead people to Christ regardless of where we are. And so when we are leading without compromising, when we are standing firm on the truth, and when we are being an example, a true example of who Christ is in our lives, when we are being that example, wherever we are, it will draw other people to Christ, and they will be able to see something different in us regardless of where we are. And so we don't have to be in a church. But regardless of where we are, we will be able to be that example to people, and it will draw them closer to Christ. Now, for me, I am a minister, and I do attend church. I do believe everyone should attend church because the Bible says that we should um, continue to gather together. But for me, my preference is to reach people outside of the church. I love uh, ministering to people in the church, people that's already connected, but my desire, my heart, what I long for is to witness to people outside of the church. And so wherever I am, I try to display I'm myself wherever I go. And I'm and with being myself, I'm able to just be me, and the Lord is able to be seen. Now, I'm not saying that I get it right all the time because I don't, but I feel like wherever we go, we can be a leader, and we don't even necessarily have to have a title because if you are a Christian, regardless of what you're doing, you are a leader because we're supposed to go forth and make disciples. And so regardless of where you are or what you're doing, we what you are doing, we have to be leaders. So you can't be cool in the church and then compromise when you go to work or when you go into your community or, you know, we can't compromise we just have to be one or the other we can't we have to be hot or cold we can't be lukewarm and so we have to pick one but let's hit this last verse before we close out and this is very important it says in verse 10 and when the time for the burning of incense came all the assembled worshipers were praying outside and so in order for us to lead 
without compromising. We have to recognize the time. We have to know whose approval counts. We can't let our past and age determine our future. We have to be on duty. We have to know when we are chosen. But we also have to know that prayer is a necessity. Prayer is a necessity. Regardless of what you are doing, you need to be covered in prayer. And when I say covered in prayer, I'm not saying being covered in prayer by somebody that's um, following an idea that you just made up and they're going to do whatever you want them to do. I'm talking about following, uh, being covered in prayer by someone that's really going to speak with the Lord and get with the Lord and, you know, really allow the Lord to lead them in prayer to cover his will. And so it's not our will to be fulfilled. It's the Lord's will. And so we have to know that prayer is a necessity. There are sometimes when people is going, they're going to be praying for you, and they may let you know that um, something that you may be doing is not right, not necessarily that you're compromising something, because I don't believe that um, – Everything is a compromise, but it just may not be your season yet. Um, There could be multiple things, but when you have people covering you in prayer, um, you have to make sure that they are really in alignment with the Lord. I had talked to this girl one time, and the Lord had told me a while ago that she was going to be my assistant. Well, I wasn't a fan of assistance. I'm like, well, I don't need anybody to put anything on my calendar. I can put it on my own calendar. By the time I email you and tell you to put it on my calendar, I could put it on my own calendar. I really thought it was silly. And so this was back in 2012 when the Lord told me this, and I had never told her. And so last year the Lord told me, you know, um, it's time for her to be your assistant. Now, in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I really don't need any an assistant right about now. So when I'm talking to her, I tell her, and she says, well, what's, what's my role? And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, I just need you to pray for me. And so sometimes, sometimes we just need people to pray for us. There's times where the Lord will set up, because I didn't know what her role was going to be. My automatic assumption of assistant was uh, you put stuff on my calendar, blah, blah, blah. But the role for her was to keep me covered in prayer. And so when we come, when we think about prayer, prayer is very important because we have to make sure that what we are doing is covered by the Lord. We get an assignment, and sometimes we are more we have to focus on what we are doing and so other people can cover us in prayer and they can begin to see different things around us and then when we come together it should come in alignment what they're praying and what we're doing should come in alignment with where we are supposed to be and so we have to get to a place to where we know that prayer is a necessity regardless of what we are doing and that's the main reason why I started the prayer call on Mondays because the prayer call on Mondays will introduce us to the teaching on Wednesday and so it will be a topic on Monday and it'll flow into Wednesday's show and so I just encourage each and every one of you to lead without compromising you can do this God has prepared you to do the work get in his word and see what it is that he is speaking to you directly and allow the Holy Spirit to do everything you do. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you that you continue to be with us, Lord. You continue to fill us with your wisdom, Lord. You continue to give us brand new mercies every day, Lord. We thank you for your word that continues to speak to us, oh God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that continues to lead and guide us in truth, Lord. We just ask that you continue to help us to be who you have called for us to be, Lord. We ask that you help us to stay focused on you, Lord, so that you can get the glory for everything that we do. Father, we need you. We love you. 
We thank you and we praise you. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouseministries.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following at Curry on Twitter. Be blessed and embrace your today.